This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us today and it's Steve Hall's birthday! Congratulations <laughs> Not cancelled, I know what you're thinking, but not cancelled. Um, so you can text the show You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk She's all right, Frank. <laughs> oh, she's still standing. I think, yeah, she's still standing. Elton, you're right. Oh, you just seem a bit. Okay. Frank, Elton, all right. Question: Why does Elton? He's quite extreme spectacles wearer. Yeah. A, he only does square or round. Nothing in between. Oh, he must have done uh, stars. <laughs> <laughs> he must have done stars. Back in the day. Yeah. He did everything. Mm, he certainly camp. did. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? He's quite... He like, he's a statement spectacles wearer. Yes. So either very square or very it's Based round. on the windows in play school that his glasses have to fit through. <laughs> Wasn't there a house? There was a house in the paper once that looked like Elton John. It was a thatch cottage with square upper windows and it really looked like Elton John. Well, you tell me that all the mums in your school playground growing up looked like Elton they, John. They, all, they did look like lighter Elton John, yeah. You know the people, the yummy mummy, that didn't exist in Birmingham in the 60s and 70s. Oh, did they not want to come back on the way back? They looked like Sir Elton in big coat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we love them. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where we got to that, but it doesn't matter. Who cares where we got to it as long as we got there? Exactly. That's that's what Roald Amundsen, I remember, said to me once. Extraordinary. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I was uh, driving down Park Lane last night fancy very nice and ironically I couldn't find anywhere to park (laughs) (laughs) and that's deliberately misleading people isn't it yeah yeah so uh, Emily asked me uh, not not five minutes ago yeah if who was Daryl DK well I was intrigued by a video a West Brom player He's a West Brom player, I know that yes. much, but there was a video that seems to have gone viral of him. Well, yes, Daryl DK, he made a confession this week, um, which I think you particularly will like, Emily, you being a, a, a fashion goddess mm-hmm. of old. Yeah. Less of the Less old. Less of the old, thank you. Um, that uh, Daryl, who arrived at the Albion, what would it be, about eight months ago, I suppose, something like that, mm. and uh, got injured almost immediately. Mm. Where did he come from? Uh, Barcelona? Uh, from, he's playing in uh, the MSL. Is that what they call it? The American League? Oh, OK, yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. So, Major Soccer League, yeah. yeah so so he's playing out there. But he looked, he looked the part. It looked like it was going to be great. So he got injured and then he started this season. Thank goodness he'd got over it. He got injured again. Oh. oh. So he's had time to, you know... Reflect. Think about stuff, go on social media. And one of the things he's confessed to, he's having been here for eight months. When he first arrived, he went out and got all his, like, his stuff so, so he could wash his clothes in his lovely flat mm. and all that. 
And he accidentally, he realises now that for the last eight months he's been washing all his clothes in dishwasher fluid. <laughs> He's got the old Powerball going on. Yeah, somebody said he's got... On Twitter, I think he said he's arrived at the training ground smelling like a Finnish Powerball. But he had no idea. So I don't know what that... um, I wonder if he gets those lumps of pasta. You know those lumps of pasta sauce that just never come off in the... You have to do them separately with your fingernail. I hate that. Well, I've only just discovered the whole salt thing. Oh, salt! What is that about? <laughs> Somebody said, I said, oh, it's not, it's not cleaning properly. They said, no, oh, if, if you put the salt in. I said, no, no, I'm not talking about the Victorian wash house <laughs> that I have in my cellar. I'm talking about a, a dishwasher, a 21st century dishwasher. Now you have to put salt in. I bet Daryl DK didn't know that. He's probably put in his washing machine. Salt, the salt. He'll be cooking fish and chips in his dishwasher. <laughs> exactly. Frank Skinner. Frank was telling us where he got a text about Daryl Dilkay, and I think that's so nice that people are contacting you about your team. Yes. <laughs> Well, it was actually from uh, it was from Matt Ford, and it was it was repeating a, a tweet that said he's been Daryl's been walking into training smelling like a finished Powerball, right. and I texted back, "I'm just happy he's walking." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a. Do we, do we I don't think he's ever had an injury before, and he's come to the album. I think it could be something to do. If there's any um, physiotherapist stroke former laundrette workers listening, <laughs> I just wonder if that somehow contributed to his On injury. The yeah. yeah. Um, Is that, was he, how did he find out? Was he told, did someone say... No, he said he saw- went to buy another pack of it. <laughs> <laughs> and couldn't find it in the washing up section, in the um, you know the washing powder section. I thought that's weird. I think he asked someone the brand name, and they said no, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, salt in dishwashers. Yes. Here's my. Is that, is that a is that a crime? A salt in dishwashers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my theory, because I don't like. I mean, part of me loves putting the salt in. Because I love pouring it in. Because mm. you put it right up to the top, but I don't like the crunchy dial thing, you know, when you have to screw yeah, it back on. Yeah, that's a very oh, yeah. walking down a gravel path noise. Uh, oh, it's very is, Radio yeah. 4 sound effects while uh, they're I wearing think it is uh, arriving at the Great Gatsby's <laughs> party. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, dear. Um, so, I have a theory. I'm not convinced you need the salt. Here's my theory. I think it's uh, a Betty Crocker type of scenario. Do you know what that is? Is she like an American, an American super housewife? She is famous for the cake mix. Okay. Oh, she's fam- I mean, that's pretty much all she's famous for. Okay. But when they originally sold the cake mix, none of the American ladies liked it in, at the time. When would this they be, felt, 50s? Yeah, it made them feel lazy. So someone solved this, a marketing genius said, I know, say, add one egg, and then they'll love it. Because then they'll right. feel involved in the Very process and they'll good. feel less guilty. I think that's what they've done with the salt. <laughs> I don't believe we need the salt. I think they've Betty crocked us and they've said, oh, let's pretend, let's say to them they need to add salt I, so they feel involved. I'm buying that because that works. I, the sense of achievement. When I, yes. if, I, if I do the double, if I do the salt <laughs> and the rinse aid... I've, I, I feel like I deserve I, I an, did, hour, I an hour. I did rinseade in uh, 1997 <laughs> at Wembley. <laughs> Hang on. That's great. I've never done the rinseade. 
I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what the rinse aid is. What's the rinse aid? It's, there's a thing on the front of the dishwasher. There's lights that say. There's I've one, seen there's, that. there's a light that comes on that says needs salt, and there's one that says needs rinse aid. Oh. And and you have to stick it. So it's a liquidy thing, and you stick it in. <laughs> what kind of talk is this? Am I being pranked by my dishwasher? Rinse aid. <laughs> No. You know what? What a, what a lousy <laughs> charity that would be <laughs> to raise money for for rinsing things. I mean, really? <laughs> it should be presented by someone really. Like, I tell you what, mate, you've been rinsed. Yeah, yeah. yeah people so, drive their car yeah. and give it a quick <laughs> rinse. Danny Baker uh, could do a spin-off of the doorstep challenge from Danny Gaz. Dyer. You've been absolutely rinsed, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've also got something else I'd like to share with you, Frank. Yeah. I've been listening... You're not going to share it with Steve. We're keeping him out of this. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. that's true, Steve. That's very cool Thank of me. It's, it's his birthday. It's, it's my birthday. I'm really middle-aged. I love the way Frank says birthday. Say it again. No. Oh, it's so adorable. It is the anniversary of Steve's birth. <laughs> mm. oh, I don't want him to be self-conscious. Well, we've got so. Oh, no, of... you're really helping that. Why don't you say that again on air? Come on, and we'll gather around everyone. Frank's going to say it again. I don't know if you, uh, any regular readers, will recall, but a few weeks ago I was talking about what um, ridiculous things you've seen written on your clothing. You know when it says things like 1958 solid canvas Miami <laughs> and stuff like that on like a on a tank top or yeah. not, not a tank top, usually a hooded top. And you think, well, no one ever questions what it all means. <laughs> And I've got a T-shirt on today, which I think falls into this category. Oh, Frank. It says, it says Blue Guru Unplugged. And then it says 27 in the corner, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, if anyone can... Uh... If anyone can help me out with what on earth that means... <laughs> it's got a picture of... Um of a gentleman in, with a turban and large beard in a full lotus position. Mm. It has the look of it could have been a band in the 60s. It does have that. I can imagine it on a photocopied poster next to Jefferson Airplane, <laughs> yeah. separated by some psychedelic swirls. Yeah, it's yes. got that... It was live at the Fillmore. Yeah. As for um, 1957... Heavy duty canvas Miami. I don't Do you know, know what I'm finding slightly depressing is that exactly when I was younger, it was always yeah Los Angeles, mm. and it was things like 1964 or 1952. Now it's things like 1989, yeah. <laughs> 94. Yeah. I don't like that. No, I don't no, look. No, Frank, can I share this with you? Rosie Ross, yeah, has tweeted us. Went to the New Forest Reptile Centre. <laughs> Oh, a place I tried to find once um, <laughs> and never found it. I mean, Steve, we honestly drove up and around and down <laughs> 50 times before. Before, and we, I ne I've never been there. You never made it off it? the motorway, is that right? No, no, I think we got, I think we went on to some country lanes. Is that an area famed for quite patchy Wi Fi reception with a sat nav? It's famed for that? <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing. <laughs> the new forest. <laughs> you see, I'm thinking pony. I don't know about you guys. Trees. 
is, is that true? It's famous. My, my for brother goes one. to the New Forest quite a lot and says it's what? always they always lose Wi-Fi and the, the sat nav goes crazy. What does he do there? Uh, his brother and his brother New Forest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reptile Reptile Centre. Yeah. yeah, his, his no, brother-in-law owns a little cottage there, so oh, they sometimes. Oh, lovely. Okay. You, well. Rosie Ross has a review. Yeah, Rosie Ross's review. We should do this regularly to the three R's. I can't quite, I can't quite move on from the little cottage here there, but I'm going to... Do people there. still talk about the three R's being important in education, reading, writing and arithmetic? Do you remember no. that? No. And no. there's also a fall song. He talks about the three R's. Repetition, <laughs> repetition and repetition. <laughs> Anyway, what's, uh, what's... Rosie Ross, the review... Oh, he became a bit W.C. Fields, Marky Smith. <laughs> Did he there? <laughs> repetition, repetition. <laughs> I was telling some friends only last night about Baby Leroy. Oh, yeah. The baby in the W.C. Fields <laughs> movies. It's not, a, it's not a lovely story, so we'll move on. Went to the New Forest Reptile Centre. You dodged a bullet. Oh. It consisted of three frogs and one lizard... Oh, no. is also... No, I mean, you could see that in a forest without having to build anything around it. <laughs> and Rosie has also said, I hope the grass snake is having a better time. Um, I've made sense of that by a picture enclosed which shows a whiteboard written in green, pod four, the grass snake is on holiday. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, I'm still trying to find its way yeah, yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Grass snakes in a car somewhere going, we're completely lost. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Anywhere. <laughs> there are homing pigeons flagging down the car saying, have you any idea? Where? <laughs> well, it says pod three, you can see the snake, and then pod four, the grass snake is on holiday. I'm worried if you go to a reptile centre and anything is referred to as the snake, <laughs> you're going to feel they're a bit understocked. <laughs> I was just going to share with you briefly from 501. Hi, Frank. I'm a long-time reader, but I rarely get to listen live. Oh, welcome, Matty G. However, today is one such occasion, and there's something that's been on my mind for a while that mm. we need to discuss. OK? OK, I'm Take ready. Take a deep breath, because I know sometimes that can be quite stressful, <laughs> yeah. hearing that. You have previously noted the unreported extinction of silverfish. Would you... Well, I don't see silverfish anymore. When I okay. when I grew up, I would get up... If I got up in the, the night or anything and put the light on, silverfish have assembled on the floor <laughs> and they all scattered <laughs> to yeah, the skirting yeah, yeah. board. That was a bit, a bit of a disappointing Marvel franchise. Yeah. <laughs> silverfish assembled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Matty G continues. What if it's Matt Goss? Oh, oh yeah. I love him. Anyway, uh... You'd know, you've previously noted the unreported extinction of silverfish, and I too had thought they were now a phenomenon consigned to my childhood. A few years ago, I moved from London to Birmingham. Yes, it is better. And imagine my surprise and joy to find a shoal of silverfish living the life of Riley in my bathroom. <laughs> I also have a lot of earwigs in the garden. Oh, Coincidence? Less keen. I think not. <laughs> yeah. Less keen on earwigs, but silverfish, that's good. I like the shoal as well. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that is the collective <laughs> noun for silverfish, but it should be. Perhaps someone could tell off, someone who knows it. Who would know about those things? Um, as some sort of zoologist. Maybe Attenborough? 
Still alive in 96? I don't want to get him involved. Still alive in 96? He probably sent me a video of uh, Silverfish being set fire to by children. (laughs) Silverfish getting into some fisticuffs with the earwigs. Obviously, Silver Fox is regarded as quite a flattering thing. Mm-hmm. I think I could popularise him. He's a bit of a silver fish. <laughs> yeah. Grey-haired. Grey sort of a good-looking grey-haired man used to be a silver fox. Yeah. Which is odd because you never heard that said of a, of a grey-haired woman, even though women are called, used to be called quite foxy. Yes, yeah. You know, strange contradiction, it seems to me. Who would you say is currently sat in the silver fox chair? Clooney. I think. Oh, lovely. I would say I'm going to put uh, Linux in there as well. Oh, Martin oh. Kemp. Lovely. I saw uh, David Gedge from The Wedding Present. Oh, yeah. Magnificent band. And he previously had dyed his hair black and it looked like uh, it looked like someone who'd obviously overdone it on the Just For Men. And he's now embraced his silverness and he looks incredible. Mm. I it's... like that we've gone Clooney, Lineker, David Gedge from, from The, the Wedding, wedding Present. present. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I... Uh... Yeah, I'm thinking of um, who's the guy who did Blue Velvet and A Razor Head and all those movies? David Lynch. David Lynch, he's a good yes, Silver yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. And he explodes into uh, Silver Foxiness. Mm. But who's yeah. your female Silver Fox? Well, Ooh. Now, you're, now you're talking. I, I, mean, a, I don't. We're going to have to give that some thought. Mm. Any yeah. members, any female members think, of the a... wedding present? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were talking about we Silver Fox. We were talking about. And we could come up with a track an from uh, Blue Guru there on Plunt. <laughs> <laughs> and. We well, we discovered that there seemed to be a number of men that immediately. I mean, too many men to discuss yes. possible silver yep. fox struggling a bit with a female. What does that tell you about society and its um, attitudes to aging? Well, Lisa, uh, Lisa. No, it wasn't a rhetorical question. No, no, carry on. Lisa, sixty-six, has got in touch. All right, now I need to start naming, naming and shaming. <laughs> no, I think I don't know, but I feel I don't want to lead the witness here. But I just think this might be a little bit up your straws of Frank Skinner. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis oh, is your female silver I always, fox. I always loved Jamie Lee. Yes. And then I interviewed Jamie Lee and she was everything I wanted and more. She was fantastic. Um, And she married (coughs) married to comedy greatness as well, isn't she? Oh, bring that up! (laughs) 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 Who's she married to? Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. Oh, is she? Mm. Lord Guest. Yes, of course. He's Bob Frank. Yeah. Just so you know, off air sometimes what Frank does. <laughs> so he's posh, isn't he? Yeah. Or she's posh. I is think she? It's good to my I don't do it with madness. <laughs> just just categorization. Uh, my um female uh, silver fox would be the woman in the colour supplements who walks into a walking bath. <laughs> she's an attractive uh, woman. Well so far we've got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and then we've got 766 Morning Team suggestions for female silver fox. Mm. Helen Mirren, mm. or newly self-outed as silver, Dawn French. Helen Mirren, I'm um, point of order there. I wouldn't describe as silver. 
Oh. I think it's a sort of... Uh, it's that Beverly Blonde, Beverly Hills Blonde, which is that sort of ash blonde for a, a lady... Oh, OK. ..in her... In the winter of her years. That's interesting, that distinction. Yeah. Mm. We were discussing... Uh, uh, Faye in the studio was mentioning Gillian Anderson and we were trying to remember whether not, or can not... Can you not name-check Faye? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Extraordinary <laughs> caveat. Have I, have I broken a cardinal rule of the studio? Because I'm going to have to say... She's posh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, this, you made me do it. Anyway, carry on, Steve. Uh, Faye. Faye mentioned, uh, <laughs> Don't mention my name for heaven's sake. Gillian Anderson, and we were discussing whether or not she's... And I, I just had a quick Google while, oh, while we go, REM Faye. were playing. And um, she is indeed occasionally grey. There's a few. There's a few images where... Where she's allowed herself to uh, do, go do au naturel. Do we allow, allow that? Yes, yeah. Is it an occasional not. silver fox, or do they have to fully embrace? No, you've got permanent to be a silver committed foxes. silver fox. Right. You can't <laughs> dally with this. Yes. We also said Iona has tweeted to suggest Penelope Keith, and not seem and see, like not not in jest. I think, <laughs> with no disrespect well, to Penelope I'll, Keith. No. I'll give you silver. <laughs> no, I love Penelope. She is posh. No, she, she is posh. Though. David Taylor who used to be um, a um, snooker player. It was the first person I ever heard described as a silver fox. I, I mean, I don't know if it... I'd love to find out that that's where it originated. <laughs> in well, the 923 has said, can you add a footstool to the silver fox chair and include, <laughs> <laughs> and include those that dyed their hair to cover the grey and then gave up and appeared to go grey overnight? Example, Sir Tom Jones. Schofield. Including goatee. Barrowman. Schofield. Yeah. Like a barrowman, yeah, mm. good one. Yeah, OK, the footstool. Yes, I, yes. I, I embrace the footstool wholeheartedly as no, a concept. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. The footstool for the chair. Mm. Um, yeah, so there is something wrong there. That we ought to be able to name hundreds of... Uh, yes, I, I do think, though, it has always been the case, has it not, that um, women are much more casual about dyeing their hair, even for, in their, you know, youth, than, than men. Men mm. see it as a bit of a thing that you have to be all ashamed of and stuff like so many things that men mm. think. Mm. Anyway, well, we'll be back on the thought for today. <laughs> we'll be discussing many yeah. things that men think later. Yeah, with uh, the Reverend Frank Skinner. We'll be there for more thoughts after this. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is um, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is here today, the birthday boy. <laughs> you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. John, John Hopkins, one of our regulars. Hopkins. He's been in touch. He said... I'm going to go Route 1 on the old Silver Fox theme. Male Clooney, female Mirren. Although, ex-Villa midfielder Lee Hendry is cutting quite the dashing yes. figure on Soccer Saturday at the but again, moment. again, a man. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. 471 is texted, pointing out, surely the women should be called Silver Vixens, not, not Foxes. Yeah, but it sounds... Why well, you say that? But look, why do you, what about Foxy Lady? And all that. <laughs> it would change. Vixeny Lady. Yeah. <laughs> also Silver Vixen. No, it's too many syllables. 
Sorry, well, four, sorry get... four seven one. I fought the good fight for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it makes absolute sense. But um, Vixen sounds a bit Elvira, a mistress of the night or whatever. I also, don't... you know, well, well, like most people now, I see gender as no more <laughs> than a bourgeois construct. <laughs> this is. What, have you seen three nine eight? Posh silver fox. Zanny Minton Beddoes, editor of The Economist. That <laughs> is, I must admit, as one I will have to Google. <laughs> yeah, Unless she's the walking bath lady part time. Well, I, I hesitated to. Fox gone. Gray. I mean, it shows the difference that I'm thinking. Which uh, Minton Beddoes is that? Yeah. <laughs> I hesitated to read out that text in case it was a fake. Like Zanny what? Minton Beddoes, you Google it, and it's some uh, sort of. You uh, Google it. <laughs> I think I used to go sledging in Minton Beddoes. <laughs> Well, talking of sledging, yes. we've had Ruth Scott in touch about the cricket. Oh, yeah. Did Frank note that Ben Stokes and Ben Folkes <laughs> both, both got hundreds, scored yeah. centuries, I mean, he knows already, in England's first innings at Old Trafford this week? I know the Bens have had a mention on the show before. Well, um, Emily was taken about that there's a Ben Stokes <laughs> and a Ben Folkes <laughs> in the same It's not team. made enough of. No, well, uh, no, yeah, they both got hundreds. Wow, isn't it funny? Do you have friends that when you see something on TV, it really sticks in your mind, even though it's not something they do? Whenever I see the cricket, I saw a clip this morning, I thought, oh, Frank will be pleased about that. (laughs) That's absolutely correct. Whenever I I see men in white sort of go, yay, on a field. With the cricket, I still get it to the fact that Andy Zaltzman... Our, our comedy friend is now living his perfect life. Now, if ever a bloke got their dream job, or woman, <laughs> um, it was Andy Zaltzman. He's now this... I mean, I've been at several cricket matches what with does Andy do? does Zaltzman. Does he do cricket commentary? And Andy Zaltzman, on a cricket match, before he did any of this, he's always on his phone saying, actually, that's the uh, only the third time at <laughs> Old Trafford that um, an eighth wicket stand has gone above 63. I mean, it's all that yeah, stuff, yeah. and now he's doing it for a living. So he's a statistician on Test Match Special. It's oh. really... And it's just, oh, it's, it is everything he... And he's, and he's done some amazing stuff in comedy, <clears throat> but that's the perfect <clears throat> thing. I want to say amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm oh, joking. my God. I'm joking. Is he posh? Oh, no, no, I don't no. Think so. He's, he's so a definitive now. His dad's he's, he's an clever. artist. He's from he's from Bohemian. Oh, is he like his, he's arts and crafts like his, me? His dad is uh, an acclaimed uh, sculptor. I didn't know but that. Zach Zaltzman. But then again, no. <laughs> yeah. And then um, he was in the Three Stooges, of course, in his early days, Andy. <laughs> um. Ultra Magnus. Oh, I yeah. cannot believe everyone is overlooking the Queen. Hashtag Silver Vixen. <laughs> that's, um, that's actually not a bad... Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, a bad point. Voice of controversy, I'm going to say there. But no, I think know. she's... Uh, oh, she looks fabulous. In her, in her platinum year. So, listen, I was um, platinum... Mm. I thought she was silver. <laughs> <laughs> Make your mind up. Anyway, I was um, sitting in a social group the other night with some people who I didn't know that well, but who were very nice. And I was talking about there's a uh, there was a couple there who I um, who I love, and I said. Um, you know, I still can't believe that I didn't go to your wedding. Everything, all all the universal truths suggest I should have been at your wedding. And they said, you, you didn't know us when we got married. I said, yeah, but I don't think time is a good enough excuse. <laughs> and this guy said, uh, I love that. I'm, 
I'm having that. He said, <gasps> he said, I'm going to put that in one of my songs. And it turns out he's in a band. Well, normally Ooh. when you say this, it's placebo or something. When you say no, he's in no, a band. I, I didn't, I didn't know the band, but I didn't, I didn't say, hold on a minute, I, d- I let it go, I let it be stolen. <sighs> but it did make me think that apparently uh, Ringo Starr, they said, "How are you, are you doing, Ringo?" And he said, "Oh, I've had a hard day's night," and it was like a mistake. Mm-hmm. And John Lennon thought, "I'm having that." Mm-hmm. And then at Tamla, one of the backing musicians, I think, said, somebody said, let's go to the bar. And he said, I'll, I'll, I second that emotion. And that became a song. I, I just thought it might be unusual lyric origins. Might be a good text. Yeah, yeah. I find that interesting. I like that. Yeah. Let's put a All band people on... people stealing uh, your ideas. <laughs> yeah. Very happy to do that. I've got oh, a lot of material that. on that. Let's, um, <laughs> let's avoid What's the Frequency, Kenneth, which um, is about uh, an attack yes. in the street. Yes. Let's avoid that one. But um, Dan Rather, yes, mm. in fact, who I think used to present with um, Sheila, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, unusual um, lyric origins, I'd like to hear that. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I just share something with you both? I've discovered a wonderful source of comfort. Uh, and yeah, so was Daryl Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> He's been using that in the oven. <laughs> um, a wonderful source of comfort slash entertainment mm. for my canine best friend. Oh, yeah. Not just canine, I don't need that caveat, best friend. Okay. Um, sorry, Frank, you're in there. No, it's all right. Ray is pole position at the moment. I've discovered a Simon Callow dog... Story. Are you familiar with Simon Callow? Would you care to maybe refresh the readers who aren't familiar, boys? Well, yes, Simon Callow played uh, Charles Dickens in only the second episode of the revived Doctor Who. He's, he, he's a, a, a famous English actor. Mm. Four weddings. Yeah, uh, well, I'm surprised to hear that. <laughs> uh, he seems quite loyal. Um, and uh, he also does a one-man show about Shakespeare. He's a very... I mean, he loves the theatre. as yes. simple as that. He, and he provides a voice in the fantastic kids' cartoon Sarah and Duck. Does he really? Love it. Well, he also provides a voice in the fantastic Dogs audiobook. It's not really an audiobook, it's quite brief. But what's great... He gives it some welly. What I like about Callow is that he doesn't think, oh, it's a dog story, I'll just... Can we just establish, I feel you've moved on a little bit. Can we just say, this is stories for dogs. For dogs, Not about dogs. No, stories for dogs. Well, it turns out dogs are quite egocentric. They like stories only about dogs. I tend to prefer stories about human beings. Is he using human speech? It's not Simon Callow going... (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might... I think we can say it might as well be. (laughs) I mean, isn't that what he often does anyway? Brian, bless it. I would say that the money spent on the writer of those stories has been somewhat wasted because he could have gone... And the dogs would have loved it. Does he uses? I've read up all about it because my dog is gripped. My best friend's dog was gripped, loves these stories. He uses what he calls a special dog intonation. Okay. So, which I call <laughs> actors that my parents knew yeah. or thought like this. He says, 
there was a very special dog. He had a long tail. He <laughs> extends all his consonants and vowels in that actual way. And I you am know, barking. Do you barking? <laughs> From adjoining <laughs> apartments. He was a good boy. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have liked Rada much because that's what they teach you to speak. Yeah, like hear the, the creaking of a wheelbarrow full of money being <laughs> carted off. It sounds like, shouldn't that be at 78 <laughs> rather than 45? <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, we never mentioned, off air we mentioned this, the Grecian 2000 uh, phenomenon. Because we were talking about silver foxes. Yes. Grecian 2000, for our younger listeners, who I obviously now don't exist, <laughs> but anyway, um, was an advert, it was a product which you put on your grain temples. Mm. Um, I don't mean if you were a Tibetan monk. I mean, on your oh, hair. I was thinking an Athenian, perhaps. Oh, yeah, maybe. They were very great. <laughs> I find marble ages very badly. Yes. Anyway, um, and then uh, we got to the year 2000 and beyond. Oh, I busted. And I think, <laughs> I think they got a bit worried that it, it sounded a bit out of date. Mm. In fact, it needed a bit of Grecian 2000. Yeah. Grecian 2000. But the advert used to be... A young child saying to her dad, Oh, daddy, you're getting really old with your grey hair. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> cruel, savage opening. And then he would go for it. But Emily has just said to me, Chris, in 2000, did that, um, was that to get rid of grey hair or to introduce it? <laughs> I thought it was to give you George Clooney silver fox flex because I suppose. When I was sort of younger, I thought that was a desirable look because all my dad's friends had that. I mm. call it with the BBC producer hair. Yeah. No, um, it was it was for men who just can't oh, take so the ageing process. Did it die, did it dye it black then? Was it one colour? I think it was just black. Sort of your Ronald Reagan. I am reminded of the opening um, chapter of Tony Cascarino's autobiography, Tony Cascarino, the former Republic of Ireland, um, and several other club sites. I think a man who was once sold for um, 20 tracksuits was the fee. What kind of a Judas Iscariot? <laughs> but um, he's... Out the back of a lorry, was that? 20, the autobiography. That was his fee. The autobiography, uh, his autobiography, <laughs> begins with him in the mirror, dying his his hair black because he oh. said his view is if if the coach looks around the dressing room and it's a toss of a kind between him and the younger guy he'll see that grey hair and think maybe not Tony this week wow, that's, that's, a good good that's a really good insight yeah good opener I wonder if Bobby Charlton ever had that um, no <laughs> that's because they always pick Bobby Charlton yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Can I share this with you? I'm still laughing about the tracksuits. <laughs> Someone will have the exact details of that. I think, it was, I think it was 20. Or a fee, though. I mean, <laughs> 30 pieces of leisure wear. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't want your fee arriving in JD sports bags. See <laughs> <laughs> for yourself. That should happen more in the transfer market. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Mm. Oh, sorry, I was having some coffee. I was like a woman on a coffee advert. Mm, lovely coffee. Uh, Simon of Sudbury. Ah, yes. I mean, I love Simon of Sudbury. Mm. I can't lie, I do. Hi, all. In my factory working youth, 
My friends and me used to refer to the grey-coated, grey-haired old. I always th- I thought he was sort of was a sort of junior monk so somewhere I. Simon of Sodbrino who worked in a factory <laughs> yes but that's why I think he's had an inter- interesting trajectory for yeah, him. yeah he's yeah. A, bit sk- a somewhat Skinnerian I feel mm. uh, the grey haired grey coated older blokes on the shop floor were referred to as the grey undead which I guess is the diametric opposite to the concept of the silver fox yes would you say so yeah well um yeah, it seems a little unkind. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. But, 644 but, you know. from Donna Hallows, re unusual lyrics. I remember reading somewhere, probably Smash It's magazine, that Julian Cope's song World Shut Your Mouth was inspired by Jim Kerr shouting the phrase from a hotel balcony in Italy when he was trying to get some sleep. Oh, okay. I quite like that. I like that yeah. as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an unusual, it was an unusual origins. Yeah, so that she just come up with an origin story. Yeah, yeah. It, that, the... that was good, but I don't want anyone sending no. in something like misheard lyrics. We'll have to oh. close the entire station down. <laughs> <laughs> says morning salt needed for hard water three exclamation marks yeah i don't really buy the hard water soft water i think it's a conspiracy i just think it is really wet water you'll find is uh, yeah i mean this idea that some water you can't get a lather on your soap because mm. it's too hard is that actually true <laughs> I've not heard of it in terms of soap. I, I just thought it was well, more no, like that lime scale surprise in the kettle. Me. Mm. <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> what about Clive in Sheffield? Dear Frank and Co. I wish we had a company called Frank and Co. What would we make? Jeans, perhaps. Well, just suits with nothing worn underneath, like the Frank and Co. monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. What does he have to say? <laughs> Okay. One of the songs that sticks in my mind as having a really unusual lyric origin, got Mm. the brief, nailed it. Yeah, got the brief. Is so far so good. Is the tale of a rock band about to do a gig in Switzerland after Frank Zappa when the casino catches fire. Is this smoke on the water? Yeah, by Deep Purple. Some stupid with a flare gun. (laughs) Is what they say. I've never is heard, that what they say? Never heard stupid used as a noun before. <laughs> Some stupid with a flare gun. Oh, is that yeah. how it goes? Oh. You know, you know the, one What's of the like great that? rock riffs of all time. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about the some stupid detail. Some though. stupid with a flare gun. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah. Um, Yes, that, that, that was a real incident, apparently. We've there was literally few... smoke on the water. Well, we've had a few big mo's, okay. but I don't know if I should... I think that's cruel. We should say a big mo is, is a story that is delivered as if no-one's ever heard it before and most people have heard it before. Mm. Let's leave it there. We call it a big mo because Gary Oldman's sister plays big mo and people deliver that, as you'll never guess. But we all knew. <laughs> we all knew. And we've also had... I'm going to call this uh, a peak Frank Skinner show subject line in an email. Okay. Super marionette smoking. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So that was, yes. So uh, super marionation uh, was what the uh, Thunderbird, Stingray, etc. were filmed in. Mm. Who smoked in those? Well, Mr. Clive, 
gets in touch. Yeah. Something out of Pipkin. Or <laughs> Mr. Clive, Mr. Clive got in touch to say he actually had this room booked for nine o'clock. We've all got to get out. <laughs> it's a different Mr. Clive. Okay. Uh, dear uh, Frank and Emily and Plus One. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Steve, but people don't know in advance. He got in touch in the, in, during the week, yeah. Read the Stingray discussion last week. I have a friend whose nickname is Troy, um, after the character from Stingray. Troy Tempest, It's yeah. not because he bears a striking resemblance to James Garner, it's because his head is proportionately larger than his body. OK, well, I had a bit... I, one of my first ever reviews said I looked like a Thunderbird puppy because my head was bigger he's, than my body. He's still known to us all 30 years on as Troy rather than his real name Jonathan. I think there were just simply too many Johns and Jonathans in the group of friends at the time so it had to be Troy. When you say it had to be Troy yeah. I mean then Mr Clive continues sorry I forgot to add how uncomfortable it made me feel seeing Stingray slash Thunderbird puppets smoke cigarettes or sweating sweating. Oh yes sweating was a good one. I'm sure that Virgil mopping his water repelling brow whilst under pressure in some stressful or tropical disaster situation was meant to build tension but it made me feel physically sick <laughs> the illusion of the character smoking was clearly some prop guy blowing ciggy smoke down a plastic tub linked to the puppet's heads I'm sure there were outtakes of smoke billowing out of Jeff Tracy's eye sockets and ears <laughs> that's it would be brilliant outtakes yeah. from those shows oh, well, we need those in our lives mm, definitely was yeah. that, so if, if you'd been compared to a Thunderbird's puppet um, was that why because in last week's show you got quite upset when Zoe said she was a very good parker Oh, <laughs> a tremendous work by Hall. We're not going to try and follow that, this link. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. We are eating cake made by the much name-checked Faye um, as, as part of uh, Steve's birthday celebration. I say as part of. It's Steve's birthday <laughs> celebration. It's delicious as well. It is fabulous cake. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I feel I'm, I'm 46, which feels like one of those, it's not worth... Oh, you God, I thought you was old. Yeah, really, it's the, the hair. There is, <laughs> the days of possibly getting Grecian 2000 are long gone for me. I yeah, I don't think I'll it's worth to massage a, it into the scalp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never be a silver fox. You a could do one of those things fish. that the, uh, you know, the snooker, like Jimmy White used to... At a spray can, and he sprayed. You know that like party string. <laughs> he used to spray that as hair onto onto his head. Did try that? Did he? I think you're a good bald man. You've got a good head shape for it. Oh, I'll, I'll take I'd that. be a terrible bald man. Worst, worst ever. Really? Oh, like light bulb, bald man. You don't want that. I think you'd be quite intelligent mm. looking. No, exactly. Oh, Look yeah. like I was two thousand years ahead in evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is that a man from Mars or is it Frank Skinner gone bald? The Mekon in Dandere is, I'm thinking, as my reference. Have you ever worn a bald cap for anything? I have, yeah. Extraordinary um, conversation you do yeah, that. I have, and uh, I look terrible. Did you? Yeah. What I, you I can't for? afford to go Was bald. Was it a sketch? One of your skits? One, one of my skits. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Howdy Doody uh, has got in touch. Oh, yeah. How did you do Paul Simon's mother and child reunion, mm. which he saw on a Chinese restaurant menu. It's a chicken and egg dish. Is it really? Mm. Mother and child, of course, yeah. chicken and egg. It's an incredibly dark joke. <laughs> it is. I like mother it. and child reunion. 
Wow. I love that. That's brilliant. I was, I wanted to, this is one of my own, and I worry that this might be a big mo. uh, That uh, we mentioned the Beatles earlier that uh, eight days a week, Mm. I think that came from Paul McCartney mishearing something that the tour manager said on a plane. And that he said, he said something about how hard they've been working. And just because of the noise of the plane, McCartney hears, we've been working eight days a week. Right. But that could be... Is that, it's, it's, Although it does seem like quite a... And I'm an honorary Scouse. It's quite a Scouse thing to say if the tour manager was Scouse. We've been working eight days a week here, pal. <laughs> but you are... Um, wasn't it, was it Derek Taylor, the uh, tour manager, was he? It sounds like it must be. I know be. he was the PR guy, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I wouldn't say... It was, must have been really loud playing to miss here seven for eight. Mm. But, you know, it might be true, Steve. Okay. It might not. <laughs> Simple as that. At least it's, as long as it's not a big mo. That's I could. I no, could it's, be it's not a big mo. It's a big lie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if that's better or worse. This isn't true. Okay, that's always a good uh, preamble. <laughs> well, it maybe it is. I shouldn't sound so definitive. You've about gone this. a bit picks, or it didn't yes, happen. Yes, I have a bit. This isn't true. Uh, I've gone a bit uh, a, a sort of uh, TV station with quite extreme views. Poncho... Uh, yeah, it's OK. Poncho Sombrero. Mm. Um, ticket to Ride is actually about a train ticket to ride on the Isle of Wight. Uh, so see, I don't think it's true. Even Faye's crossing it. To a place called Ride. Mm. Oh, the, the, there, is, there is certainly... They did go pre-fame. There is, a, there is a tale where they go... They have a little holiday on the Isle of Wight. Oh, maybe it is. Have you got mixed up with um, That'll Be The Day, which I think was filmed on the Isle of Wight? Mm. I'd like to apologise to Poncho Sombrero. I'm trying to make this sound as dignified as possible. Okay. Um, By the time... That sounds like a checklist, doesn't it? Um, um, When we come back, I promise we won't mention any of this again. We'll just see this as a year zero. I... Want to discuss something with you boys? Have you caught the documentary Welcome to Rexham? Oh, Rexham. Why did it? Oh shit! Why did the producer laugh when I said Rexham? <laughs> Is that weird, Frank? Something weird about Rexham. Look, if they laugh, just let it. Don't don't ever quibble. <laughs> Is it wrong, Rexham? I thought you were saying it deliberately, so it's Wrexham, but I thought, oh, okay. I thought you were saying it in the style of. We, I, I thought, thought you were saying you were it as Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, Wrexham. 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 Okay. Anyway. Um, it's not. It's not as in West Ham. <laughs> it's. It's as in. I know. I can't say. I'm that. familiar with the team, and I'm <laughs> and I'm familiar with the place. It's just a pronunciation no, difficulty. Yes. You'd say um, not am. Okay, but it's like I say Birmingham. That's all right. Quite Going nice. down to Birmingham is a little Richard uh, so song. It follows... Way down in Alabama is what it says. <laughs> Who did... What was the other song, Frank? Way down on the count of three. Uh-huh. That is called Way Down. Oh, lovely. It fo- Way on down. Okay, anyway. It follows the fortunes of Rex Ham. Uh, <laughs> Rexham. Yeah. Which has been bought by two Americans. Yes. Rob McElhaney and the other one. What's the other one? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Te- technically Canadian, Ryan Reynolds. If we Deadpool, are. isn't he? Yes. 
I, don't, I must admit, I don't know the work of the other guy. Deadpool is He's brilliant. on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is... Yeah. Oh. It's always on, but I've never watched yeah. it. It is <laughs> honestly one of the very best sitcoms that is there it? has ever been. It is an absolute masterpiece. Wow. It's the longest-running wow. It's the longest running, sit, longest running live action sitcom. How can you say that sitcom. when the creator of Shane is sitting here? <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm appalled. It's the longest-running live action sitcom in US TV history. 15 seasons and season two Danny DeVito joins and it gets magnificent that's my little honestly watch it are you doing a read I'm I'm fishing I will will work for food when we talk about things (laughs) okay Um, that's good so Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds already they bought Wrexham Yes. I said it right. Uh, we actually talked about this we on did. the show. They were going to buy Wrexham, and I think we thought it couldn't possibly happen because they're a big, you know, they're American stars, mm. TV yeah, yeah. and film stars. And they did. And Wrexham, in case you're not into football, are not. They're not in the league. No, they are uh, in that uh, league below. So they've, you know, they're not. They're not in the. Um, I mean. What's it called, that league? Is it what was Rushton na- and the, Diamonds? Yeah, it's the National League. It, yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a not, they bought the day, a non-league team. Diamonds. Bought a non-league team, yeah. And what I loved, I mean, I, I loved this documentary because I liked Rob McElhaney. He, there was honesty. I'm going to go Skinnerian levels of honesty, mm. which I enjoyed, in that he said, uh, well, you know, I had money, but I had TV money. Yeah. He said, I didn't need TV <laughs> yeah. money. What I needed was movie star money, and not just movie star money, I needed superhero movie star money. And that's why I and then he said, up. And then he said, Ryan and up. I needed... And he listed about five <laughs> companies <laughs> that Ryan Reynolds had got. And do you know what? It was... I enjoy, I respect for that honesty. I loved it. Well, what surprised me about... When I heard this story originally about two American stars buying Wrexham... I assume that they were two mates who were having a drink one night and put a yeah. put a pin in the football map, <laughs> and it happened like they'd never met. Yeah, that's they bought the, the club that, yeah. before they actually yeah. met, and there was a line I loved. I think it was Ryan Reynolds who said it. And when he met, what's the other guy called again? Rob, Rob McElhenney. When he Rob when McElhenney, he met sorry. him, when he met him, he said, "Oh man, it's great to see you not through a Disney princess film." <laughs> 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 I thought that he's worked on that a bit, but yeah. it's a great, great it's a no. great line for someone you've only met on um, whatever it's called. Uh, we've had an email. Someone has said that. Um, uh, on the subject of inspirations for lyrics, uh, someone is, uh, I'm looking for their name, Sam, uh, has said, in the early 90s, there was a girl's perfume called Teen Spirit. I once read that during a recording or rehearsal of Nirvana's, uh, of Nirvana's in the early 80s, a girlfriend of one of the band members made a comment that Kurt smells like Teen Spirit, the rest is history. Mm. That's not quite correct. Oh. Uh, if I can nerd it up for a second. It was Kurt if was, you can nerd it up, yeah. I think you will. <laughs> you. Kurt Cobain was very good friends with Kathleen Hanna, the singer from Bikini Kill, who is now married to Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys. Right. And she, uh, <laughs> that is how she, she jokingly graffitied on his wall, Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, okay. Uh, jokingly? He, because he, it's a, it's a, it's not a girl's race, it's a teenage, it's sort of the equivalent of 
links or something like that. Yeah. And, oh, uh, so it was the fragrance she was. It was a fragrance, to. yeah. And he didn't know that it was a fragrance, so he just liked the he liked the phrase and didn't know that it was. Oh, uh, he thought she was saying, "Oh, he smells like a cool teenager." Like teen spirit in in essence. Yeah, yeah and okay. I like it. Well, interestingly, I've got a postscript to that. Which is, I've just had on that message from, was it Sam, did you say? Yes. I've got that, you know those men at work, the did yellow side? Te- texted again, Sam. No, the a yellow triangle with a black screamer, as they call it in the trade, the okay. exclamation point, <laughs> saying this function cannot be performed because the message has been changed. So, so they're, they're tinkering with the message. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what that means. If one of, if they could work this out, please. I'd like to return to the boys. Okay. Who have bought Wrexham? Oh yes. The Wrexham boys, because as we've established, we like these men, don't we? Absolutely. Well, I did. I got. I thought they had a very good energy. Yes. Well, yes. it was a very, in a way, it began. In a, as very sort of warm-hearted mm. about football, what football means. I mean, football not like football if you're like a multi-million pound club, but football like in at the and people like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, we're in the league anyway, um, and it was nice like that. And then uh, early on, I don't think this is a spoiler. Um, they have to do a bit of a clear out, Aww. get rid of the manager and I think 11 players. But they yeah. say, and they were released. Yeah. And I've always thought the idea that people have been released suggests that they really wanted to go. Yeah. yeah. And, and and in fact, it, it, there's like a bloodbath at the end of um, Ep 2 when they all go. Oh, no. So it starts warm-hearted and then it becomes a commercial yeah. venture, I well, think. It's one of the reasons I, I loved it was it's more human with the, the the lad who gets sent off and he's 33 and he knows mm. that it's it's a, it, you know he feels he's let the team down but also there's you know the there's, there's, yeah, and there's implications for his career as well but that is the most human bit where he's just dejected in the dressing room oh. that it, it's and you really feel that and and particularly compared to some of the uh, all or nothing it documentaries like how dare you? Where's yours? <laughs> but it was... Um, yeah, South, you... <laughs> Southampton haven't had one. <laughs> he was. I did, one. I did fear for him in the dressing room, like any human, uh, you know, sadness. But it was a terrible... It's, it's an awful, red it's an awful certainty of a tackle. <laughs> Absolute leg-breaker yeah. of a tackle. <laughs> I like that poignant moment. I think in the history of our team, our equivalent was uh, Ashley Cole having to pull over oh, when with he was, shock uh, when he was offered... Uh, what was it? Right? Only, only four million, wasn't it, a week? <laughs> no, not four million. I think it was 50, four million 55 a year. A grand, was it? 55 grand a week. I was, think is that what it was? And he yeah. was so upset he had to pull onto the hard shoulder. To, he was hyperventilating. <laughs> of course, now if someone was offered that, they would, you would justify them just pulling across all three lanes. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, we've been talking about the uh, Welcome to Wrexham documentary. Hmm. Uh, one of the things I like about it, it's very rare you get to see, you get to catch up with an old mate via the medium of a documentary. When you say the, that. The, uh, <laughs> the bumbling Englishman that they send over, uh, that Ryan and Rob send over to help. Oh, he's run. a comic, isn't he's he? He's a comedian, he's an old pal of mine. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, Humphrey Carr, he's posh. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, the last time we see, he won the Perrier, he won the best newcomer in Edinburgh in 2011. 
Well, Nat, I can, I, I can, uh, I think I'm about be able to top that, Steve oh, Hall, fun. because they have an interview with Bryn Law. Yes, on yeah. there, and Bryn Law, Adrian Childs, and I um, did a American road trip across Arizona and Texas. We started, we flew to Vegas, saw Bette Midler live, <laughs> met her backstage. And your mate was backstage. Um, oh, which one? The, the basketball player. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, he mm. was there. And then we drove um, and ended up in uh, Miami on the beach with uh, Steve Foster, the Olympic <laughs> swimmer guy. What a trip that! But that was with Bryn Law, yeah. Awesome. Lovely. And there he was on the show. Um, and these are he, not great this... selling points for people that don't know these guys, but it is, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. But one of the things um, they have, people have picked up on, is the fact is the subtitles, because they felt obviously this is in a, an American streaming service. Yes. And they felt the need to subtitle it. Now, when we say subtitles, we're not talking about the option. You can't option. These aren't subtitles that no, you these choose. Are proper, yeah. These are the automatically generated, you know, when someone's speaking Mandarin or something. You know, this is what you would... So well, I, I'm told, I've told you before, but I do love it. I once went to a video shop mm. in Harborn in Birmingham and... Betty Blue was one of the videos you could hide. You know that oh, French yeah, Beatrice, film? Beatrice yeah. Fantastic film. Mm. And someone had written in biro on a piece of paper and wedged it into, you know, behind the uh, the cellophane mm. thing, the plastic <laughs> bit. And it said, uh, subtitled, but still a good film. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is... And it's that. It's proper subtitles, not ones you switch on. But not everyone... Not every Welsh person or indeed English person in it. They, no. they just choose the ones they yeah, yeah. feel are the hardest to understand. No, I mean, if you speak like Charles Dance, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, if you I don't speak it. like Charles Dance, you're at risk, is what I'm well, saying. Yeah. And people at risk <laughs> were um, people from North Wales. Um, there was a Scouser, I think. Was, there, was there a Birmingham? I hate to, I, I think don't know. I don't think there was there a was Birmingham. There was a Scouser, there was a Mancunian. Um, and there was someone, there was a goalkeeper, this was picked up on, wasn't it? Yes. Where this goalkeeper said, the keeper said something like, I'm in good nick. And that was subtitled as, I think I look good. Which well, seems a little unfair because, you know, without that caveat, it completely changes the meaning, the self-deprecating caveat. Yeah, well, they had some, um, they had little moment, little graphics that it, like, they explained the word <laughs> nil. <laughs> Which is essential, of course, if it's going to be a documentary about Wrexham, one would think. <laughs> but I thought nil was like international English speaker thing, but apparently in America... This is what yeah. it gets. It's to be fair to the Americans, is if it was a thing about America, you know, it wouldn't be subtitled because we've seen 10 million TV programmes and film set in America. Well, no one where, to explain what touchdown means. No, but, but we just know it. Whereas Do not we? many people probably in America have watched films set in North Wales. No. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No? Well, they, and they were speculating that it was an American subtitler. Mm. But I think it might have been someone from the South. Yeah, that, that is also... <laughs> but, but I thought I found it helpful. I don't know about you. Frank Skinner. Frank, 293, Aww. hi Frank, Emily and Steve. I just wanted to get in touch and ask Frank if he's aware that he had a mention in Thursday night's episode of Emmerdale 
a character was on the mic at a party in the wall pack who was trying to make a joke to which another character said, you're not Frank Skinner. Well, nice. Is that lovely? You sit like in the joke chair. I also on news. I was on, <laughs> I was on news at town this week. Oh dear! Because there was a um, there's, there's a bin commission. There's a bin strike in uh, Edinburgh. They're not collecting the rubbish, and there's a massive photo of a massive pile of rubbish next to one of my posters, which says Frank Skinner, 30 years of dirt. So they use that as a sort of juxtaposition. Oh, they weren't a complete waste of money, those no. posters. Did you, isn't that nice you're in Emmerdale, Frank? It is nice. You've been, yeah. Have you done the triumvirate? Because you did, did you do Corrie? I've been in Emmerdale before, actually. Were you in I, was Corrie? A, I was a mystery voice. No, oh, okay. I wasn't in. I haven't done well, any of Will there be a PR person have to clip that up? It'll just be a little segment. Um, and keep it as a souvenir. Mm. Um, that'd be lovely, but they, I don't think they could be bothered. <laughs> but, uh, in the old days, they'd have had, that would have been on my phone within 10 minutes. But, um, you know. So. You don't get the respect you used to. I think, you see, the subtitles yeah. thing, I think every show now. Mm. Should come. I mean, because actors have basically forgotten how to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I think every drama, every film should just have subtitles. I know loads of people who watch stuff with subtitles. Yeah, yeah. That was a matter of course because the diction is yeah. so well, there's bad. A, there's a campaign for kids uh, called "Turn the Subtitles On" that helps kids read. So we always have for all our kids stuff. They, uh, I think Stephen Fry fronts it. Where it's the, the idea is, it just helps with literacy. Well, although doc- I'm sorry. Doctor Who, for example. Oh, here we go. I think it's... <laughs> this is not the mumbling, but whoever mixes the music Steve in Doctor know. Who... <laughs> um, it's like people are talking... Ta- it's like you're sitting in the middle of an enormous orchestra having a, a, a chat. So the music is so loud. I, I, I'm, when I'm reading my... Um, post-match reports on the Doctor Who shows that you get on the internet. Loads of people saying, yeah, well, I noticed on subtitles, blah, blah, because everyone just assumes now it's got to be done. I mean, what's going on? Do your job! There's an old... A mate of mine who's an actor heard uh, heard someone say that to a uh, wardrobe (laughs) woman. Will you do your job? Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) There's an old heckle put down, isn't it? Do you come with subtitles? Oh, yes. In the club. So so it's really for the people on the... Some of the people on the Wrexham documentary... They can literally say, yes, I actually do. But I don't think I'd be offended if I got subtitled for my accent, would you? Would you not? I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, though, because we can't... Well, the subtitles... There was a paper in Wales that reviewed the subtitles in, in that show as patronising. Mm. Do you okay. mean I think they mean patronising, <laughs> for a start. Can I say we... I think a- they should not say anything whatsoever that might alienate those two Hollywood millionaires. That's my that's my verdict. We need them here. I like them. Who are the millionaires? I want to befriend them. You know, you've got an in with that man, you know. <laughs> Humphrey. Mm, he might yeah. help me. I, I got the impression that um, Rob McElhenney was really keen mm. and, yes. and uh, the other guy, Deadpool was not that bothered, but thought it's only a few million. That's what I told you, Skinnery and honesty. Yeah, it really felt like he wasn't that interested, but yeah, OK, I'll do it. <laughs> Even though I don't know you. I mean, amazing. As we move towards our um, climacticals... <laughs> 
Oh, do we have any more outside world? Stuff? We do. Six five one. Good morning, team. Uh, referencing Tony Cascarino's transfer for tracksuits. Oh yes. John Barnes's move to Watford from Sudbury Court was also paid for in tracksuits. Okay. Do we have any numbers on these tracksuits? What? What? I don't know. I don't mean What's like on the back and I don't mean squad on the back? numbers. I'd what, like number to know. Nine? I'd like to know how yeah, many yeah. tracksuits these guys were worth. I'd, I'd like details. Yeah. You don't were want they, it to, to be a tracksuit. Yeah, they, they were Trevor Francis tracksuits from a mush in Shepherd's Bush. I, I want that kind of detail. I want to know what they look like. What's what your favourite? Is that a line from a song? It's from Only Fools and Horses theme tune. Oh, okay. One of the one of those um, interesting choice. You know, and they have the different themes at the beginning and end. Oh, which yeah. both yes, stand yeah, yeah. on their own two feet. Mm. Yeah. Which did you prefer? I liked Hooky Street. Mm, how did I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Glad we cleared that up. Um, Crown Court used to have uh, two different. Uh, Crown Court was <laughs> a daytime go? courtroom did, drama. Wait, that wasn't. Uh, d- how did it go? Crown used to go. Um, used to go. And then at the end they go. And Stingray, of course, had. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. On, and then my on parents the up, would Dennis walk in. on the up, I think. I did. And uh, Fireball XL5 also. Um, well, the thing about Crown... Fireball XL5 featured, I wish I was a spaceman. The fastest, as, as it's closing. Thing. Now, I'll tell you what I didn't like about Crown Court was... Um... <laughs> I wonder how many radio stations are... Beginning a sentence like that this morning. I'll tell you what I did like about Crown Court, a daytime TV show from the 70s, yes? There was a 72% chance of one of my parents coming in, smoking a cigarette, Dunhill cigarette, saying, Graham, lovely job Graham's got there. There was always one of my parents' friends in a Crown Court, because someone would say, he's got a Crown Court this week. When I first started going to the theatre... Um, when I was probably about 20 or something like that, maybe a little older. When you looked at um, (laughs) actors listed, it always used to say, like, Paul Braithwaite, brackets, (laughs) The Brothers, which was uh, a TV show. No, it would be Casualty, wouldn't it, I think? You got it in one. Holby and Casualty have become the new... For a while, it was a sort of Dixon of Z cars. Then it became Crown Court. And Mm. you're absolutely right, Casualty. Congratulations, Frank Skinner. Uh, hi, Frank. ACDC's bedroom... What I love on those, can I just say, <laughs> is when you get films, you always get, like, 12 films that you or no-one with you <laughs> has ever heard. <laughs> where do those films in actors' credits in programmes, where are they shown, those films? I think they're made up. I, I wonder. Toast of London making them up. Are they just, like, people emailing them to each other? Yeah. You know, I mean, if you actually... It's a film you've heard of, that person just, is a massive... Well, Lying on a CV, it's like claiming that you got a 2-2 from university that they're never going to check. And there are some things that you're very safe because everyone's in them. For example, Band of Brothers. Everyone's in that. Okay. Band of Brothers. Never seen yeah. it. Never know anyone who was actually in Do- it. Doctors. I feel like every actor has been in the <laughs> No, but doctors. I'm on about films. That's where it really happens. And it's okay. a film... So they're in something like... Um, the terror of nightfall, <laughs> and you think, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that. Captain Ellis, no, <laughs> just stuff like that. I don't know if it's made up. Maybe there's a little tiny obscure um, mm. cinema somewhere that shows them all. So yes, yeah, so that's it from us, and thanks for listening. And if the good, lo- oh, thanks, Steve. Actually, uh, enjoy the rest of your Thank birthday. You. What you got planned, mate? Uh, we're going for a meal with the kids and the wife. Okay, and then I'm going to buy some jungle gonna- cave. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Having listened to it last week, I'm going to try. I'm going to check out the Jungle Cave. Give it a go. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll get the birthday song. Oh, definitely. If you do, record it and send it in, or bring it in. <laughs> so look, if the um, Good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.